Hello and welcome to The Bulletin with UBS on Monocle Radio. Each week, the sharpest minds and freshest thinkers in finance take you beyond the numbers and hype, right to the heart of the big issues of the day. Today on the programme, we're discussing this week's decision by the European Central Bank to raise interest rates by 25 basis points to an all-time high of 4%. The knife-edge decision was made as officials cut growth forecasts for the Eurozone economy. So what are the implications of this latest hike for the Eurozone and for the Swiss National Bank? And why, despite pretty clear indications that this will likely be the last hike from the ECB in this cycle, is the era of tight monetary policy far from over? Well, to help answer those questions, we start with our regular contributor, Dean Turner, economist in UBS Global Wealth Management here in London. Dean Turner, always a delight to welcome you to the programme Lots of speculation, some people pondering that they were going to maybe hit pause, but they didn't. Rate hiking continued. What did you make of that? Going into the meeting, it was definitely on a knife edge. Market pricing was looking for either a hike or a hold. And I think a lot of that was driven by a lot of communications that we had from governing council members, which really set us up for that kind of little bit of indecision going into the meeting. It was our view that they would hike, the reason being that inflation concerns would trump the growth concerns. So the hike didn't come as much of a surprise to us, but clearly for some in the market, this did come as a little bit of a positive surprise. Yeah, and Dean, let me ask you then, if it's expected that this is the last hike from the ECB in this cycle, does it follow that this sort of era of tight monetary policy is over? I know not necessarily is probably your view. Yeah, look, the era of tight monetary policy, let's be clear, it's been with us for a good few months already. And that's evidenced by the slowdown that we've seen in certain parts of the economy, in particular, what's been happening to demand for loans across the euro area. In terms of the outlook, I think the period of tight monetary policy is going to be with us for some time. One of the things that came out yesterday accompanying the ECB's decision was their forecast for inflation. And if you if you take a look at their own numbers, they're expecting that inflation will remain above their 2% target right the way through to the end of 2025. So that in itself tells us that we should be prepared for a period of tight monetary policy to last quite some time. Now, what that looks like, that's clearly open for debate. I suspect that we'll hear a little bit more about about quantitative tightening. So that's the central bank shrinking its balance sheet, so selling more bonds as we go into the early part of next year. But then the focus will come on you know, what actually happens to base rates. At the moment, or as things stand, given the economic data, it has been weak, but you know, arguably not weak enough to see those inflation numbers lower. I would expect that we're probably going to have to wait until the middle of next year before we start to see the ECB think about lowering interest rates. But even then, let's be a little bit cautious here, when the process of lowering interest rates does begin, it's likely to be a very gradual one, something like around 25 basis points every quarter. So that in itself tells us that monetary policy will be tight, you know, for a good number of months to come. Yeah, let's have a word from you, Dean, about the euro, because I guess the euro is sort of in the crosshairs. I think that's how you phrased it previously, leading up to the decision. I guess in the short term, better news, perhaps? Look, I think in the short term, the immediate reaction has been that investors have turned against the euro. I think this is down to a a couple of things. The first being that how explicit the ECB were in terms of signaling that this is top of the cycle probably caught a few by surprise. 
President Lagarde did her best to try and talk a little bit more hawkishly in the press conference. But the fact of the matter is, you know, it wasn't a very convincing argument. So, you know, the markets do really feel they have the confirmation that the interest rate cycle has peaked. But I think the other concern in the short term is that economic data in the Eurozone has been significantly weaker than what we've been seeing in the US right now. And until we start to see that that stabilizes, it's going to be very hard for investors to warm to the euro. Now, for what it's worth, we think that you know, what we're seeing in terms of the data at the moment will start to stabilize, but that's that's probably a few months out. And when it does start to stabilize, we should see that investors do come back to the euro because when we're looking at you know, the fundamentals of currencies, one of the things that we, we can't deny is that the euro looks like a very cheap currency relative to its major peers and in particular against the US dollar. Dean Turner. Well, next, let's cross to Switzerland and consider what the ECB decision might mean for the SNB's decision-making on rates and more besides. Tom Fleury heads currency strategy in the UBS Global Wealth Management CIO. Tom, a warm welcome back to the programme to you. Thanks for being with us. Let me get a reaction from you, first of all, Tom, just on the ECB hike. I guess it was pretty telegraphed. It wasn't that surprising. But another 25 basis points. What was your reaction to the announcement? I mean, I was looking for a hike and therefore uh, first reaction was positive. Yes, they did what they need to do. When I look at markets a week ago, they were quite split. The last couple of days, there was a stronger majority in favor of a hike. So still there was an element of price for at least some participants because it was not fully priced in today. Therefore, I'm quite happy that DCB did what they need to do to maintain within their their task to keep price stability. Yeah, and I wonder then, even if we think this might be the last hike from the ECB in this cycle... I guess it would be rash to suggest that the era of tight monetary policy is over because this looks set fair to continue still for for some time. Would you go along with that reading? I would certainly go along with that reading. And I've seen in this inflation cycle a lot of surprises. The first surprise of all was to the ECB that when the inflation started to rise, how persistent it is. And we are still talking here about 24 and 25 numbers and eventually sometime in 25 inflation reaching the target. That's a lot of uncertainty and we shouldn't be too preemptive and say the ECB is going this or that direction. There's, I think they left some room open and I think there's a good reason why they leave room open. Well, yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the Swiss franc and the Swiss National Bank. Well, it's interesting. I mean, the Swiss franc, if we look at, you know, current levels, it's kind of in in a bit of a what? A kind of scoring draw, a tie with the British pound as the best performer <laughs> this, this year. What's the kind of the interesting things to look at? And do you think that the SMB needs to kind of clip the Swiss franc's wings a little? First of all, yes, the British pound and the Swiss sea performed this year quite stable, but the preconditions were quite different because the pound dropped first (laughs) quite a lot last year before it reached that kind of stability, while the Swiss appreciated all the time before reaching the stability. I think there is a difference that we need to look at, and this difference is the very low inflation and that Switzerland already has price stability on the screen. While for the UK, we cannot say that this has happened. So 
that's the basic estimation. I think the SMB will just hike as the ECB did, but they will still keep the distance. They have a very important strategy, in my view. They keep a huge interest rate differential to the Eurozone, 200 basis points, which in the past was capable of weakening the Swissie. And at the same time, they use this force or the room they have got to reduce the foreign exchange holdings. So selling foreign exchange reserves and taking Swiss franc out of the market. The result is a range-bound behavior of Euro-Swiss and maybe Dollar-Swiss in the sense that too much strength of the Swiss franc is limited by very low interest rates relative to Europe or the UK or the US, and too much weakness of the Swiss franc is limited by constant link programs for foreign exchange reserves, and they will continue the same way. Yeah, that's interesting. So, but you think because the ECB's raised the rates that it means the SMB will likely follow suit. Would it be wrong then to assume that maybe the SMB is less worried about safeguarding economic growth? Or do you think it's simply the fact that, as you said, they just don't want that interest rate differential to to widen too much? I think they look strongly at the interest rate differential. And secondly, we don't have the problem of similar growth problems as the Eurozone. Our growth, as far as I can see, is still quite stable. And this has a lot to do also with migration coming into Switzerland and other aspects, which less energy dependency of our economy, which makes us just a bit different than our small country compared to the huge Eurozone. Yeah. And then just on a kind of broader point about the Swiss economy, you know, losing the steam a little bit. Is there a risk? I mean, some people are even suggesting that the, the risk of recessions may be kind of back on the back on the radar. What, what's your take if we just sort of take a step back and look at the overall economic picture? I mean, you never can exclude the risk of recession anyway. And once it happens in one country, there are spillover effects. But I would claim in that game, Switzerland is still the least affected or the less risky, certainly less risky than the Eurozone or the UK. For me, the important thing is is the SMB strategy of keeping interest rates low and at the same time using that opportunity to sell foreign exchange reserves so that you're really range bound. I think one aspect is also important to note here, and that's the financial stability that we have compared to other situations in the past. Financial stability here, I mean, for the Eurozone, so you don't have Italian spreads rising strongly or anything else. So the ECB is in no urgencies to ease monetary policy. And when you look around, the only country which could run into a bit of a problem is the US, where interest rates have risen much more and where we have seen a couple of bank failures. So that risk is more on the US side than on the European side. The In Switzerland, its mortgage market is quite stable. And all the other aspects over here, we don't see any similar thing. In general, financial stability is given and therefore the room to act in one or the other way is also quite large. 
And that's Tom Fleury bringing us to the end of this edition of The Bulletin with UBS, setting the agenda in the fast-moving world of finance each week here on Monocle Radio. You can listen again and discover more at monocle.com. To find out how UBS can help you, head to ubs.com. This is The Bulletin with UBS on Monocle Radio. I'm Tom Edwards. Thanks for listening. Listening.